Hey guys, Chad here. Welcome to another edition of the Chad Shipley Show, where I bring you interesting, insightful, and entertaining content or people. Today's show is going to be jam-packed with some gems. There's a lot of stuff that I've learned over the last couple of months that is going to come out. In this episode, it's going to be really high value. So uh, some of these episodes, I just kind of talk a little bit about my life experiences, some of the insights that I have, and some people enjoy that, but others, I really try to surface up high value things that I am learning and hopefully you guys can apply those in your own life. So the reason I wanted to talk about today's episode, and this is completely off the cuff, I don't have anything kind of organized for this, but I'll stay super focused. The reason that I wanted to have this particular podcast is because I came from a world of technology and I I worked in IT for a long time. So management consulting, left that and ended up in the IT realm of the world. I was working on business architecture when I first left consulting, but I was doing so within the domain of IT, um, which can be argued whether or not that typical role should be in the business or within IT, whatever, doesn't matter. So the goal was to understand at the high level the way that the business functions and then to help align technology to some of the key business initiatives that are out there. I ended up doing a lot of technology evaluation, so multi-million dollar initiatives, should we do it, yes or no, and coming up with all of the information that was needed to make that decision. In order to do that, you obviously have to understand the business. The challenge was that I was working for a company that uh, probably was making $2 billion a year at the time, so it was a huge company, and in huge companies, there's so many different aspects of the business. It's, I mean, to get your arms around what the business does is pretty, it can be pretty complex. And to not even be in the business, to be in the world of IT, it can be, it can be that much harder, right? But what I've noticed is coming from IT, and if you're in IT, I don't mean to offend you by saying this, but there, the focus in technology that I've seen in a lot of the companies that I've been a part of one way or another are laser focused on running the business, right? So let's, let's think about this. If we, you know, Gartner, there's a whole, there's a research company called Gartner that has this, I think it's Gartner that has this model, run the business, grow the business, transform the business of ways of thinking about your technology. And so you run the business is stuff like, you know, you have all these servers that are up and running and they, they, they run um, all of the employees' emails and your phone systems and your voicemails and basically all the capabilities for you to like get onto your computer day in and day out and function. And then there's critical applications that the business uses, right? And so the IT department supports, in a, in a lot of cases, will support those big IT. And I, if you're not in the technology realm of the world, you might be getting bored with this, but I promise I'll get somewhere very, very fast. My, my big issue has always been that there's a huge focus on running the business and it's not it's not a issue it's a it's a super important part of information technology i mean literally you have to have all of the applications up and running that run the business but there's a huge disconnect often with what the business is actually doing on a day-to-day basis and how they are leveraging and aligning their technology so in some cases, there's specific technology teams or application teams that are working with the business leaders to you know, understand the, 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 the way that the business works and then deploying technology. And I've actually seen, I've seen IT people 
as smart or smarter than the actual business people that are working on the business side of the operation. All that aside, what I've noticed, especially in big companies, and again, if you're in a leadership position, I do not mean to offend you with this, but the higher up you go on the totem pole from a leadership perspective in information technology, the more out of touch you are with the actual running of the business, right? So some of the IT people that work hands-on with the business application leaders or with the business leaders, they they understand those functions of the business. So for example, if you run an accounting system on IT and you support the accounting system, you work a lot with the accounting teams and understanding how they operate their business so that you can align the technology with the accounting team. But <laughs> the further up you go that IT ladder, the more disconnected you become from what the business is actually doing, right? And so it's um, it's funny to me because I was a part of a group of like IT leaders here in Pittsburgh and they would meet pretty frequently and and there would be like keynote speakers and there'd be breakout sessions and you know I had an opportunity to speak I actually did a keynote speech at one of them on emotional intelligence I did it with my former boss CIO here in Pittsburgh Matt Sikanolfi who I love to death that guy is just unbelievable what a mentor my gosh uh, I can't say enough about Matt he is I mean this guy's just unbelievable to me but um him and I did a presentation together, went really well. And the committee, the people that run this event, you know, for these executives, these IT executives every year. And it's the same thing, by the way. I a lot of what I hear at these summits is talk about like cybersecurity, how are we going to protect the organization and and you know, a lot of the running the business kind of stuff. And it's not actually very focused on <laughs> like how is technology transforming the way that your business is running. And I actually, um, I did hear a a guy that, uh, I'm not gonna say his name because I don't have permission, but he was working as a, he was a high level leader at FedEx at the time. And I really enjoyed what he had to say because they, the IT teams were actually deploying technology. I mean, if you think about FedEx and having to ship products all over the world, especially their enterprise architecture team, they had to have very good logistics around all of this kind of stuff so that they could, you know, they could understand the business. They were super business savvy. I actually raised my hand and I asked him where he was, he was giving a presentation one time. I said, how important is it for you that staff and IT are highly emotionally intelligent? And he said, it's, it's like, it's super important. They have to be extremely business polished. They have to be very emotionally intelligent and they have to understand the business as well as the people running the business because they're aligning technology to it. So, you know, you think about companies like Uber and these high tech companies, they have to really understand what the business is trying to do and aligning that with the technology. And often, historically, those are two different types of people. There's like business minded people that run business and then there's technology minded people. And, you know, at least in my experiences, there's often like this butting of heads <laughs> between IT and, and the business and they don't really see eye to eye. I've actually played a, a lot of my role over the years has been the liaison between business and IT. I'm sort of like the the translator, if you will. Like IT has a certain language, business has a certain language, and they have a hard time talking to one another every now and again, so they need a translator to, uh, to kind of be a liaison between the two. Anyway, it is really, really important. And these, these summits, you know, I, I had given a speech and I, I'm so, anytime they ask me for topic ideas, I just go off the chain, like with all kind of things. I'm like, can you guys talk about like flow hacking for, 
for increased performance. And they're like, what? <laughs> um, so I, I get like, you know, super excited about these crazy topics, but <clears throat> I obviously left the whole world of corporate America. I, you know, I, I left that, <clears throat> jumped off the ladder, opened up my own business. I have this gym and, um, you know, this fitness studio, small business owner. Woo. And now I'm not like, you know, a part of the executive community here in Pittsburgh anymore. Not that I was an executive, but I had the, the good fortune of being able to go to a lot of these events. And I reached out to the guys that run the summit, and I might even send them this podcast, to be honest, um, to have them listen, because I, I think that I need to convince them a little bit more on why it would still be awesome for me to come speak at one of these events. And here's why. Because even though I'm running a gym, a fitness studio, right, there is so much that I am doing to try to figure out the full aspects of the business. And when I say that, I'm talking about sales, marketing, right? Like there's back-end operations. I don't care as much about that. I spend every single day on a, on a focus on a couple things. How do we make it better and how do we make it grow? <laughs> like Those are the two questions I ask myself. I want it to be an amazing experience for the people that are coming in or the people that are already there. I want them to have the best fitness experience they could possibly have. So constantly I'm thinking, how do we make it better? And that could be from like a, you know, changing a couple things up to, you know, the adding some stuff into the studio, buying some new equipment, um, playing better music, shortening the warm up, not doing certain exercises that are like not super helpful and just a pain in the butt, all that kind of stuff, just laser focused on it, right? User experience. But then there's how do we make it grow? I spent a lot of time here and I didn't up until recently. I was, I was really focused on um, how do we make it better? And now I'm really focused on how do we make it grow? Because I feel like it's really good. And, you know, I still ask that question, but I'm not as focused on, you know, there's not a lot of low hanging fruit where I'm constantly improving. We got it pretty buttoned up. So now I'm on how do we make it grow? And there's a lot that comes with that, right? So we get into the world of direct response marketing. What does that mean? What is direct response marketing? This is a super important concept for so many people to understand because, a lot of people try to do this and they don't even know that they're doing it. It could be as simple. So I'll just give you a definition. Direct response marketing is you marketing or advertising something to someone that you want them to take immediate action on, right? So you see it all the time if you're on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Someone wants you to do something. They want you to click a link. They want you to um, enter your email for a free product or a free service or whatever, and then they want you to potentially buy a product. It could be as simple as they want you to like their post, or they want you to love their post, they want you to share their post, right? These are actions, these are user actions you're trying to convince someone to do. So, there's a couple things that come into play with that. One, there's a rule of thumb here. A confused mind always says no, right? So that's super, super important. What, what do most people or small businesses do? They have a website, right? 10, 15 years ago, if you went to someone's website, you might spend some time there. You might navigate around, check out what they do, what they have to offer. You might do that a little bit, but I think the average like time spent on a website is around seven seconds. So if you have, and, and everyone does this, right? If you have, I learned this from Russell Brunson in the, the course that I just went through. So this isn't me coming up with all this, but um, I learned it. I'm trying to relay it. So if you if you look at a small business or any business actually and you go to their website, what do they have? They have like about us, services, 
all kind of like information, user reviews, like all kind of stuff, right? And um, to an end user, it's like it, you're literally like putting up bars in front of them um, because they don't know what the, they don't know what you want them to do. They don't know where to go, and <laughs> and, and they're and they're confused. So. You know, if you think about like the one thing you want that person to do, like, um, and you'll see this sometimes, like most, you know, a lot of people come into your site, that's an automatic lead, potential lead. So what do you want to do? You want to grab them as a, as a potential lead. And the, there's a, a reason why so many people are trying to get your email. And I'll come back to that in a minute. But they, there might be a pop-up that says enter your email for, you know, free updates or newsletter or whatever. And you click the X because you don't want to put it in and then you, you browse around for whatever you're looking for and then you leave. But what they're trying to do is within a, a couple of seconds, because they know they don't have much time, they're trying to get you to take action on the one thing that they want you to do. Could be to schedule a call, could be to enter an email, could be to look at a certain product or special, could be to navigate you to a, um, you know, a, a solution that they have to a problem that they were advertising. It could be whatever. And this, you know, we think of it as just so simple, but I'm going deep into the if you're not on the on the opposite side of direct response marketing, meaning if you're not the person designing this stuff and sending it out, you you probably notice a lot of this stuff, but you don't really know why it's so important. So I'll come back to the email list, right? Why is that so important? Because advertising the cold traffic costs a fortune. And when you own e people's email addresses, you you got them because they're interested in something about you. There's You did something, right? So as you start to grow that list, that's where you create value in your own company. You actually create value because you now have all of these contacts. So if you have something that you want to sell or something that you want to provide, you don't have to go out on Facebook and run ads and hope that someone clicks a link. And I'm here to tell you, and I'll go into this a little bit, it is insanely hard. It is so hard to get people to do what you want them to do. And it comes down to something called copy, copywriting, sales copy, and I'll come back to that in a minute. For me, I'll just give you an example. I'm I'm running an ad right now, and it's it's been it's a it's awesome actually. It's a picture, uh, it's a really cool picture that I created, and it has like this cave, and in the middle of it, it says, uh, "The cave that you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek." Joseph Campbell. That's a quote from Joseph Campbell, right? The cave that you enter holds the treasure that you, uh, or her, the cave that you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Basically, it's you know it's kind of alluding to the things that you don't want to do. Once you do them, that's that's your breakthrough, right? I I was using it in regards to fitness. A lot of people don't want to enter that cave, but on the opposite side of that cave is true fulfillment. So I wrote a sales copy as a part of the post. And I, you know, I said things like, you know, um, come see what all the excitement's about with Sweatbar because I'm launching all kind of ads right now. So anyone that lives within 10 miles of Sweatbar Fitness, they are going to see nonstop Sweatbar Fitness. Just like every time they come on Facebook, they're going to see different ads. And it's just reinforcement, right? You got to put stuff in front of people seven, eight times before it even starts to resonate with them. And... And so I put all the sales and I said, Here, here's everything we're offering. We got this and 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 boom, boom, boom. Nice and short, very sweet, and there's a link. And the link takes you to a landing page where you can see all kind of awesome information about a program that we have. And 
that particular, I think I spent, you know, probably like $85 running that ad right now. It's been seen 10,000 times. It's been shared um, like 25 to 30 times. People are sharing it. So that's advertising beyond my, I'm not even paying for that now, right? Because that's just, it's going. That's how things go viral. They just start to get shared and shared and shared and shared and shared. And so all these people are sharing it, right? And when you click the link, it takes you to this landing page. It gives you all kind of awesome information. It just says, you know, send me the details. Just put in your email. Of all these people that are doing all, all this sharing and, and it has uh, 250 likes or on it or something like that, right? So another fitness company in the area, they might see that and be like, wow, Sweat Bar is doing amazing. Here's what I'm here to tell you. I have 250, 300 likes on this post and um, there's probably a lot of people that actually click the link. I haven't, I didn't check the tracking on that and we'll come back to that too because that's important, tracking all of this stuff. Um, but out of all of those people, and I have like four ads running right now, do you know how many people actually submitted an email address for more information? Let me shut off some of my stuff here so you stop hearing the beeps. Uh, it's like four. I think in general over the last week of running ads, I've gotten um, 11 or 12 people to submit their information, and then I actually had two people call me on the phone. Those two people, that conversation went awesome because once I get on the phone with them, they're like, oh, okay, I was worried it was this or this or this. Now I get to talk to you and it's amazing. Thank you. I'm so excited to come in. But a lot of people just won't even schedule. So they're not following through on the process, right? And that's fine. I get it. But, you know, I paid all of this money. I ran all of these ads. I got something, you know, one one post is over 300 likes. One post is 250 likes. Collectively, they've been shared 40, 50 times. And I've got 11 contacts, hundreds of dollars, right? Um, in the last week or two, I've probably spent $1,000 on advertising and I got how many contacts out of it? Just like 12, right? So now these are leads and I can continue to communicate with them through what's called an autoresponder in pre-designed marketing emails. And if you're in the world of marketing, you, you probably get this stuff, right? But a lot of people are not. And if you come from the world of IT, Unless you worked specifically for marketing, this is probably going to sound all really new to you. So um, I can communicate with these leads and I can I can take them from a cold lead to start introducing them to me and who I am. And then they become warmed up to the idea of who I am and what I have to offer, right? It's just like the podcast. Some of you have been listening to me since I started on day one. Some of you, this might be your first episode. People were listening for their first time. You might not come back. <laughs> you know, if you don't like this episode, you're, not, you're probably not going to come back. Other people that have listened to 20 episodes and liked all of them, and you know, they come to one that they don't like, they'll just stop it and then they'll come back to the next one. But all of these people that have listened, if I make a recommendation and I say, "Look, you know, I don't, I give 99% of everything away for free, but I have this one thing." And it would be really awesome if you know if you want to check it out. This is why I found it to be super valuable, and um, I'll give you a link to it. And I think I think you guys will love it, right? There, I have so much of a better chance with that traffic than I do with trying to just put that out in the Facebook row. It's common sense, right? But that's why it's so important to get in, like get people's contact information, and then put them through 
this series of communication where they start to understand who you are, what you do, and they like you. Now, a lot of you are probably saying, I hate people like you. You drive me crazy, yada, yada, yada. Yes, there are a lot of people that get this wrong. They don't do it right, right? They just drive people crazy, email them constantly, and you're like, you finally just click unsubscribe and you don't want to be a part of that anymore. And that's that's where it gets really, really tricky because listen, I mean, what a lot of people don't even realize is you don't even need a product. You don't even need to, your own company. You can become an affiliate. If you can learn direct response marketing, if you can learn sales copy, if you can learn how to design advertisements, you don't have to own the product. You don't have to own the company. You can literally just um, sell other people's stuff. <laughs> You're an affiliate. And if you do it really good, you can do really, really well. I actually... I leverage a guy that puts out a lot of free content on how to utilize autoresponders, integrate them with different technologies, do different flows. He has free videos out there and I watch him and I like him because he's very genuine, he's very authentic, but he, that's all he does. He's selling these products. So now my autoresponder is active campaign. I use that one because I didn't know which one to pick. I watched a video on integrating my active camp or my um, autoresponder with ClickFunnels. And this guy pops up and he starts saying, like, I've used all of them. I promote this one because they pay me, but it's also the best. And here's why it's the best and all these things. But because I could watch more videos of him showing stuff, I picked Active Campaign. I clicked his link and I gave him the credit. And now anything I buy or upgrade from Active Campaign, he will always continue to get credit for. Um, so you can make a lot of money in this realm of the world once you actually learn how to create ads effectively, how to target audiences effectively, how to do autoresponder follow-ups, etc. Up until a little bit ago, I didn't actually know what an autoresponder was. I thought, like I knew it was in a technology that would just automatically respond to your emails, right? Because that's the name of it. But they are way more sophisticated than that. I've never used one. And the fact that I went three months into my business without having one scares me. If you're listening to this and you're a business owner, and you don't have one, you need to get one immediately. It is super important. And what I do like about Active Campaign, I'm not an affiliate for them. I'm not, you know, selling their product. I haven't used any other autoresponder. I have no idea which ones are the best. I just bought this one because this guy told me to. And I don't even think I bought it actually. I think I'm using like the free version. Whatever. And the the reason it's so important is because I can I can track what my audience is doing and then I can communicate with them based on that. So I can start to build journeys for my customers, right? So what happens? Just in the example of the ads that are being ran, right? Let's say someone comes to that landing page, they put in their information and then they um they just abandon it. They they leave it. Well, they're going to get an email and it's going to say, thank you so much for submitting your information. And I know exactly what they were looking at, which product. So I'm selling different things, right? I'm selling boot camps. I'm selling you know unlimited memberships. I'm selling a free trial if you just want to come in and use a day free trial. And I'm trying to figure out where everyone is all the time, right? So if someone sends puts in their email information, great. Now I have them as a lead and I can continue to communicate with them. But where, why did they come? What were they interested in? Okay, they came in for the boot camp. Great, I'm gonna send them an email and it's gonna say, thank you so much for your interest in the boot camp." And it's gonna really touch on some emotional chords because that's what good copyright should do. And I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm reading books that tell me that you gotta like, you gotta really 
touch some emotional cords. You can't just describe the product. You got to tell people why it's going to solve the problem that they have. So tell them what their problem is, you know, or relate some kind of problem and tell them why you have the answer, why this boot camp's the answer. And then, you know, don't, that's the other role, right? Like uh, confused mind always says no. The other, the other role is don't sell people what they want, sell them what they need. Or don't sell the people what they need, sell them what they want. Because people don't want to buy what they need, they want to buy what they want, right? If you tell anyone to buy something because they need it, they're going to say nope. And they're not going to listen to you because, you know, egos get in the way and all that stuff. They just want, you know, I. it's like the, if I tell someone um, six-pack abs, like this workout's going to give you six-pack abs, then people are like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, like uh, that's what I want. But if I tell people like, no, you got to go through a program for you know, two, two months before you're going to get abs, they're going to be like, what? And I, you know, I'm trying to sell them everything that they actually need, like a proper nutrition plan and blah, blah, blah. They're like, no, 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 no. They just want you to tell them what they want. So you can, you can end up giving them what they need, but you can't tell them that upfront. You got to sell them what they, what they want, not what they need. Okay. So we do that, right? We, we put some information into an email and there's links in the email. So it says, Hey, if you want to schedule a call with me, click this link and it pops up my calendar, right? Which is another awesome technology that integrates with everything. It's called Calendly. That's the one I use. And I set all my appointment times. It's the version I'm using is free. I set all my appointment times. It integrates with my Google calendar. It sees when I'm available and it give, I can write a message and that message is used for everyone and yada, 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 right? So like now they can click it. They can pick a time that works for them on any day. And I say something like, you know, they actually recommend saying something like, um, you know, I, just to avoid back and forth, pick a day and time that works best for you. And I'll call you at that time. Uh, super effective if you can get people to actually do it. Um, so it's awesome, right? I click, I put that link in, or I put another link in saying, you know, um, here's more information on the bootcamp, or if you're ready to buy, click this link, right? And I'm tracking that I'm tracking every single link that they click on. And based on what they clicked, I can respond with another email. And if they don't, if they don't, click on a link, I can respond with an email saying, Hey, I see that you haven't clicked this, you know, and write some verbiage around it. But when I say I can send these, I'm not doing any of that. The autoresponder is doing all of that. I build it in advance. So I have if then else logic, if this happens, do this, if if then do this or else do this, right? Just common sense kind of logic. And you can do things like wait three days and if they haven't clicked on this email yet, send them another email. Or if they have clicked on it and they clicked on schedule but they didn't schedule, let's let's follow up and you know ask them to make sure they schedule, whatever it would be. Super, super, super powerful tools. And I'm not doing any, like I don't need to, once you build the journey, right? So now I have a free trial journey. I can advertise it till I'm blue in the face and people will come in and they'll go through a journey. And my emails are all built so, you know, that they, they're going to get communicated to and it's going to keep giving them a chance to schedule a call with me or to, to schedule their free class, whatever it would be. They can actually like click a link, go right here, click free class and they're done. They can, they can come into a free class. They don't even need to talk to me. Make it super, super simple and straightforward. So all of these things, once you build the framework, it's done. Now from an operations perspective, I don't sit at a computer all day long trying to respond to people <laughs> you know there's someone that came in they entered their information for a boot camp someone came in they entered their information right this is the kind of stuff i was so excited to learn like launching my own company i couldn't wait to do all of this kind of stuff and to figure this out so i'm loving this 
I don't know how many gym owners out there love this kind of stuff, right? And that's the same for everything. I did the um, the e-myth, the reason small businesses fail, and I talked about the book, The E-Myth. And uh, the reason behind that is so many people are technicians, so they they are the person that's really good at something, so then they create a company around that. So in my case, it would be like me being a really good fitness trainer and then saying, I wanna create my own fitness company. I didn't do that. I just, I've always loved fitness. You know, the last couple of years, fitness has been a huge part of my life. I know how powerful it is. It's a great industry for me to be in, but I like business. I like marketing and sales. I just had a conversation with my lead trainer the other day and I was telling her that like, I I love that you're now able to do so many more of the classes and I can work like so much more time on marketing and sales because this is the stuff that I wanna be doing. Why is this all like important? Why, do I, why am I even talking about that? And I didn't even get into the advertising side of the world yet, but I wanna tie it back to the conference and you know talking about this kind of stuff. I would be willing to bet like so much money, so much money that if, you, we, if I were to talk to any CIO or CTO, so that's chief information officer, chief technology officer, any director, senior director in technology, unless they work specifically on the marketing side or the sales side, they have no idea that this kind of stuff exists. They don't understand the power of social media, advertising on social media, building journeys and links and experiences and customers and driving traffic, driving revenue, having optimized websites in a way that is bringing people in, right? Converting cold traffic to warm traffic. And it doesn't matter if you're a small gym like me or if you're a billion dollar company, it's the same thing. This stuff is critical. This is why the small companies are blowing everyone out of the water because they understand the importance of user experience and they are figuring out how to leverage technology efficiently and effectively to drive sales and traffic. It doesn't matter if I'm a gym owner. I here's a, here's a good example, right? I talked to a woman today. She was super scared to even say that she wanted to talk to me. And the other woman that I talked to had seen advertisements for months and never wanted to reach out. Like always was curious both of them said to me, I wasn't sure if I could do it. Seems hard. That means my marketing's off a little bit because everyone can do it. Like you just go at your own pace, whatever. And so all this time, like they, the chances of me ever getting those two on the phone, if I don't become super focused on advertising, if I don't get super focused on direct response marketing, and if I don't figure out how to get email communication back to them on this journey, these, those two people never come into my studio. Now, those two people is going to be four by the end of the week, then it's gonna be six in two weeks, then it's gonna be 10, then it's gonna be 20, then it's gonna be 40, then it's gonna be 80. I'm going to create a 150, 200 person gym in the next five to six months. Then I'm gonna create another 100 gym, person gym, and I'm going to drive traffic. I, there's a guy that actually, uh, I talked about him in the past, He he made like 60 or $70 million last year because now he has figured out how to be the front end sales engine for gyms. So he works with gym owners. He charges $4,000 a month and he drives traffic to you like you won't even be able to handle it. They tell you that. They literally tell you, we are going to have a person calling you almost every half hour of the day. So you need to be available to talk to every single one of these people. And then they give you sales scripts on how to convert them into customers, et cetera. 
I have spent a, f- a small fortune trying to get people on the phone because I know once I talk to them, I can I can relieve their fears, I can describe the program, I can answer their questions, I can take out the concern. But until they actually commit to calling me, I can't do that. Those guys have figured something out. That's why they charge four thousand dollars a month. I am on the pro. I'm in the path of figuring that out. I will do it. And when it and the the cool thing is, once you learn sales copy, they actually say this right. To hire someone to do sales copy for you, it could cost a minimum twenty five hundred dollars just to write a sales letter. Uh, what is this? So like, I'll talk about that really quickly, right? Like on Facebook or LinkedIn, if there's someone's talking about something, right? They're, they're giving you some kind of advertisement and they're saying like, you know, I was this person and I couldn't do this and blah, blah, blah. And they're writing some sales copy. Well, then you're going to click a link. And when you come to the link, they're, they're probably going to give you something away for free. Like, you know, enter your email, we'll send you a free book, but then you're going to go on to the next page, which is a sales page. And they're going to try to convince you that you have a problem or they're going to try to like, elevate the problem that you have that they know you have so for me it would be talking about fitness and for people why it's been a struggle and i'm going to try to sell them on my boot camp right and it's not like you know i mean this is i have a great boot camp it's not like i'm trying to just you know sell people garbage it's it's a great product it's a great service and it's super affordable but it doesn't and a guy told me this on the phone he said dude if you don't know sales copy you got to pay someone to do that because it doesn't matter how many people land on that page. If that copy is not perfect, no one's going to do anything. And he was super right. <laughs> they, it is so hard. It doesn't matter. It, it, he even told me it doesn't matter how good your product is and how cheap it is. They will not take action unless that copy is perfect. It is so hard. It's so hard to figure out. But once you figure it out, you can do it for anything, right? You can become an affiliate and you can sell things through the wazoo. You can, you can, um, literally like the, the, that's why they, they could, a copywriter can go write copy as an affiliate, sell, you know, like the guy that sold flashlights for 20 some million dollars. He's, he literally made $20 million in a funnel selling a flashlight. I forget his name. Uh, Trevor, maybe some, I don't know. They actually sold a bunch of different products. They, it wasn't even their products. They were just basically products from Amazon. They would just repackage them into different things and then um, ship them out, like drop shipping or whatever. And and he had some flashlights and they didn't know what to do with them. So they wrote up a sales letter and it was really good. So good that they sold $20 million of these flashlights. And you can do that. You can just pick products and you can write the sales copy and boom. This is the kind of stuff that I knew I wanted to learn. That's why I find like they say life happens at the end of your comfort zone. I think of like Rocky Balboa getting his ass kicked, you know, and just being put into the corner and you don't have anywhere to go, right? COVID hit, we like I'm I got to I got to fight. You know, if you're sitting comfortable and you have a good job, you're not you're not scrambling, you're not fighting, you're not trying to figure everything out. I'm trying to figure everything out. I knew that if I jumped off the top of the corporate ladder and landed somewhere at the bottom, I would be able to spend all my time figuring out my own problems. I, that's literally what I said. I want to leave corporate America because I'm sick of solving other people's problems. I'm sick of sitting in meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, talking about moving a data center. I don't give two flying squirrel shits about moving a data center. I want to figure out how to create and develop the skills that make me invaluable. Like I can do anything I want, sell anything I want, and help anyone I want. Any business owner, any business leader, 
I can literally come in and teach them these things that are super, super, super important. And if you don't know how to do it and you're a business owner, you probably need to call me six months from now when I really figure all this stuff out because it is critical. Okay, so now on the advertising side of it, right? There, there are mechanisms to advertise that are almost like unbelievable. <laughs> they are, it's hard to describe how awesome the tools are. To, I, I don't know how people used to do it. Like, you know, you look at the tools like Facebook, LinkedIn has a platform to advertise on. I don't use that, but Facebook and in, Facebook bought Instagram. So those two are together. I don't really use TikTok or, you know, Snapchat and all that stuff yet. We're getting into that. I had to, I got a, a millennial, I'm a millennial, but he's a more of a millennial than me. And I'm trying to recruit him to kind of be that person for me and start to really dive into that realm of the world. Like I'm the, I'm the CIO in this case, right? Like I'm just so far from that. And I don't mean to offend all CIOs. I know some of you guys know the business really well, but, um, not, not, not all of you. It's just, it's just the way that things happen. You know, like you get so into running the operate, the technical operations of the business. You don't really fully understand how the business is running, how to really drive sales, how to, how to, how to really transform the organization through the use of technology, which is basically my example here, right? I'm talking about being a gym owner. And the reason I want to go talk at these conferences is because I can, I'm completely transforming the way that gyms operate, any other gym operates by doing all of this stuff. And there are other gyms that have figured this out. Not many. They're not doing this kind of stuff. They don't understand the power in direct response marketing or driving traffic, driving sales, etc. right? So I haven't figured it all out yet either, but it's super cool to see how much technology can allow me as a gym owner to completely transform a business, which is this whole podcast about. Okay, on the advertising side, it is, these tools are insane. You, you create things called pixels. Pixels track user activity. So I, I, if I create a funnel, basically first page, just makes it super simple, first page of the funnel, is it, they enter their email, right? So just to walk you through an example, I put up an ad and I say, we have a boot camp coming up. It's awesome. It's going to change your life, blah, 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 right? With a cool picture and there's a link. It says, learn more. And the person clicks, learn more. Now they've just landed on my landing page. Well, that person that did that, I'm tracking them, right? Through a pixel. It's now It now knows that that person's interested in something. You can do things like create um, lookalike audiences. So I... Uh, just to use the example, like we have a Facebook page has 850 people like our page, right? <clears throat> and I can do things like I can say, advertise this to everyone that likes my page and all of their friends. So if someone likes my page, I send it to them and then send it to all, everyone that they're friends with, right? As just as a simple ad, that makes it super powerful because most people are friends with people who live really close. So, you know, I do like a local distance, 10 miles and I, I hit everyone, Right. There's lookalike audiences. So I can say, you know, figure out some of the characteristics of the people that are visiting my um, page. What are they like? You know, what are their demographics? How old are they? Um, what are their interests? And then go find people that are just like them but have never visited my page and advertise to them because they probably are very similar, you know, to the person that likes my page, but they don't know I exist. So let's go look at them. 
or my website, right? Go look at, so I have a Facebook pixel tied to my website. Anyone that comes to my website, Facebook knows about it. So then all these people are coming to my website, right? And I say, well, these people have commonalities, right? What's their age? What's their all of gender, demographic, like all of this stuff. Everything that the technology knows about people, right? Through different tracking mechanisms. Go advertise to that same people that look just like them, not physically look like them, but look like them from characteristics perspective. Go advertise to all of those people that look just like them, right? So people that don't know about my website or my company, but have the exact same characteristics as the people that are visiting my website, right? So I'm going after people that probably are into fitness, but have no idea that I exist, right? And I'm, I'm targeting them. Super powerful stuff. Now on the journey, right? So they click the link and they come to a landing page and they land there. I'm tracking that. Now they enter their information into an email. I'm tracking that. Now they come to a sales form. I, I track every link that they click on the sales form, right? And now when I go back to advertise, I, I have more information on the people that I should be advertising to and putting stuff back out in front of. It is insanely powerful, like insanely. <laughs> I, I can't, I mean, the tools are amazing. And the funny thing to me is, I think so many people get caught up in running their business. And sometimes you just have success right off the bat, so you don't have to worry about the stuff. Sometimes, you know, you're struggling right off the bat and you're struggling so much that you don't have time to think about this stuff. And I'm not saying I got it right. But I, I mean, now that I'm in it, it's super, super, super valuable and important to understand these new technologies that are coming out and what they do and how to leverage them to really drive sales, to drive traffic, et cetera, right? It's very, very cool stuff. For you, if you're not in technology and or into this and you're, you don't really care about opening up your own whatever, I will just say that, you know, like we're, we're breaching into an era and I had a conversation with my buddy, Matt Marshall the other day, we were talking a lot about this stuff and um, maybe that was a preempt for me to actually do this podcast. But we, you know, if you're, if you're looking to really do something on your own and I had someone reach out to me the other day and they said, I heard something you said, I'm really interested in like, you know, doing something for myself and making my own money. And it's really hard for me, right? Like I do all these podcasts. I talk about all this information. It's not It's not simple. It's not overnight. I'll be honest. The first funnel I created, I thought it was going to do really, really well, like in the millions of dollars. I thought it was going to sell so well. It basically, I had designed a funnel that basically was going to give people access to a free core life. And I did it. There's a website. I send people a link. It gives them access to um, 75 core exercises for free with a how-to video from a certified personal trainer. And they they can get access to that. Like I just put up an ad and I said, are you sick of doing sit-ups? There's a lot of other ways to work your core. We'll give you access to 75 exercises on how to do that. The advertisement did really well. A lot of people liked it. There was pretty good response to actually people entering their email information and then they got access to the link. The funny thing is these people submitted access to get the link. I'm tracking how many of them click the link. Not many of them click it. <laughs> they're not even they're not even going into their email and looking for what they just signed up for. Like it's baffling. And 
the ones that do click it, now they have something cool, right? But once they click, once they enter their information, then they got brought to a sales page. And on the sales page, I was trying to sell them our access to our online portal for $19, $19.97. You got access to all of our on-demand workouts. You got access to our entire exercise library. You got access to my book, all these emags, like nutrition magazines, um, all kinds of stuff. Like our whole exercise library, 250 exercises, all of them categorized for you. Literally, I have like physical education teachers. Well, there's one here in West Allegheny that I'm friends with, but I had another guy reach out to me because he's trying to build workouts for his kids. And I told him I had this thing available and he's like, yeah, well, when the school comes back, maybe they'll approve that. And I'm, you know, like, I I don't know. I I look at it as like, this is so cheap that, and it's so valuable. I don't know why no one wants this. And it's just so hard. It's so hard to sell this kind of stuff. But I thought that was going to make millions of dollars. It didn't. This stuff is not easy. But if you have the why, I talked about this on my last episode, right? Grab yourself a why and conquer the world. My why is this picture sitting on my desk of me right before I went out on a boat ride to, uh, I think it was not Crab Island, Shell Island and Panama City Beach with my daughter and Katie. And I want that day back like nobody's business. We swam with dolphins in the middle of the, the gulf. It was unbelievable. The guy literally said, jump in. All these dolphins swam by us. Um, I want that day back so bad. I want financial freedom to not, you know, to be able to work from where I want to work and do the things that I want to be able to do. That is my why. And that's why I'm sitting here every single day trying to figure out direct response marketing because I know there's power behind it. So for the people that are looking, what I will say is there are awesome tools out there. You can do things that like there's a lot of learning. I, I did the one funnel away challenge. It's $100. It takes a month. You learn so much from Russell Brunson. He's going to teach you a lot of different stuff. You don't have to buy into ClickFunnels at the end of it, but it's super valuable information if you're interested in this realm of the world. It can be done 100%. And to all the executive leaders out there, I am sorry if I offend you. I didn't mean, I don't mean it like that. I just, it's very easy in these big companies to get disconnected from the intricacies of, I mean, like, look, I, I'm spending day in and day out trying to figure, figure out what my autoresponder message is, right? How do I, what should I say like on this email and how should I respond in the next email and all of this kind of stuff. And I understand that's a little bit of the business. But the business doesn't necessarily understand that the technology has the capabilities to do this stuff, right? So that's where it becomes really important. And what you see a lot is that the business actually figures out that there's technology that can do this stuff. So they go out and they start using it. And then they have like these, you now you have people using unsanctioned IT applications, right? The IT department doesn't even know about it. And all of a sudden you have your business it's using all of these applications to do like emailing back and forth with potential customers. And you're like, well, wait a minute, why don't you use our email system? And they say, well, because your email system doesn't do these 50 things. And then we say, well, what do you mean? What is it? Why does it need to do those 50 things? I don't know. You know, like, are you sure you really need that? <laughs> it was just, uh, I don't know. I got in the middle of so many back and forth battles in IT and business. But anyway, didn't mean to offend you. If you, uh, if you're a business owner, this stuff's critical. And if you really need help, um, reach out. I'm not, I don't have it all figured out, but I'll help you any way I can. And if you're interested in learning this stuff, I would say 
the best start to get into it is probably doing Russell Brunson's one hundred dollar uh, one funnel away challenge, and it'll it'll lead you down the path of understanding what a funnel is, understanding why web pages are not optimized the right way, understanding what direct response marketing is, and then getting into what affiliate, I mean, I watched a 10X presentation from Russell. It was a part of his program. He gave you access to his 10X presentation. He made over $3 million during that presentation because he told Grant Cardone that if he was going to spend a weekend away from his family, he wanted to make a, he wanted to be paid a million dollars to speak. Grant Cardone said, there's no way in hell we're paying you a million dollars. And he said, so, well, how about this? If you let me sell my product as a part of my presentation, since I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, um, talking to salespeople and entrepreneurs and my product helps salespeople and entrepreneurs. So let me build in a sales pitch to those people. And you know, some of it comes off as really gimmicky, but there is a lot of power in, in what this guy does. Um, and so I, I watched this presentation and he's, he's talking about things that are like how to drive traffic, where to get traffic, how to copy your competitor or not copy them, but basically hack them you know, follow the same molds, figure out where they're advertising at, um, running ads on, you know, different platforms, yada, 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 yada. And I'm just like, whoa, this is like, it just blew my mind. Like, but you have to, I like this kind of stuff. You know, if someone were like, you know, talking about how to build a, a skyscraper and I, I could care less if someone loves building skyscrapers, they're going to be really interested in this kind of stuff. So that's, I got to a point in my life where I realized I need to follow the stuff that I really think I have a calling for and just put all my time that, and it wasn't sitting in meetings every day talking about moving data centers. So now I'm broke, but um, <laughs> I'm working every day on things that really excite me, as you can probably tell, um, you know, and listening to me talk here. But anyway, guys, I really appreciate all of your time. Keep stopping back. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye.